הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים אמיתים שתוכנו לכל הצדיקים אמיתים שאוכלים אף אחד קדוש ממש בארץ המה ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיקי סדון המנחנו ובכוח חומר רבנו אנחנו מפגים את שמחה נח נחמן נחמן ואומן זכותו תגן עלינו על כל ישראל אמן זו ברוך השם today we finish all of God willing the 93rd lesson in שיחות הרן along we're going to do then we're going to do with it the 94th lesson as well smaller podcast but ברוך השם a lot to discuss very deep things to delve into. Let's uh, continue what we were talking about yesterday about the tzaddik who needs to have these adjectives, these, these qualities of uh, being noter venokem. Noter venokem, this idea of being vengeful and vindictive in order to be able to divide this light from a thousands into hundreds, to be able to bring this light down so that those who are at a low level can understand it. Veda, and no, mi azot, one who knows how, knows how to divide this light, one who knows this idea, is able to revive the dead. In the Gemara Psachim, Samechet Amud Aleph, In the future, the Tzadikim will be able to revive the dead. So this is speaking about a certain time where the Tzadikim will have this ability, brother in the Zohar, and the Gemara as well. That uh, there will be tzaddikim who will be able to revive the dead. And Rabbeinu says the quality to be able to have this, or the, the, the way to be able to attain this level, is by knowing how to divide this light. And of course, that all starts with being vengeful and vindictive in a, in a holy fashion. There's a beautiful story about Saba, about Rabbi Yisrael Dovodeser, the Barapetek, who um, they, he was informed that his wife had just passed away. And uh, when Saba heard of this, he said, it can't be right, it's not the time. And uh, it's an incredible story that's been uh, vouched for by doctors who were there and everything. As the wife was placed in the morgue, the Saba went down to the hospital and he heard about this. He went to everyone and he, uh, what's he called? He, um, he told the, the, the people there at the hospital to take him down to the morgue. They were trying to give him a hard time and Saba nonetheless just went. He walked down there and he walked back out with her. And she lived for five more years. And it's an incredible thing to understand that Baruch Hashem, if Saba, if Saba Yisrael had this ability to revive the dead, then he knew, too also knew how to divide this light, of course. And um, this is something pretty incredible. It's an incredible story um, that is uh, a little bit of a secret in Brasov uh, in tradition. But of course, anyone who knows the greatness of the tzaddik isn't... Um, shocked by such things because this is something that uh, you know Rabbi Yisrael wasn't very uh, of course with Rabenu it's not very big we're not very big on miracles but this is still an incredible thing to, to come to enhance the idea we're talking about here about reviving the dead and Rabenu says one who understands this idea also truly understands death one who knows how to divide this light understands death. Because by dividing the thousands into hundreds and by drawing down the thousands into the hundreds, meaning by taking it down level by level, through this you turn the word, you transform the word mavet, which is mem vav tav, and you add the aleph from the aleph, the thousands, meaning by the fact that the tzaddik takes the thousands and brings into the, into the hundreds, he divides this light into hundreds so that it becomes more attainable for us. That elif, that thousand, which is drawn into the hundreds, elif play on the words aleph, which is the letter aleph, the first letter of the alphabet. If you add the letter aleph, signifying that thousand, those thousand lights, uh, those thousand worlds, sorry, um, into the word mavet, 
you add the letter Aleph, it becomes Me'ot, which is hundreds. So, the Tzaddik is able to turn Mavit, death, into Me'ot, into hundreds, by the fact that he is drawing the thousands into it. Essentially, what that means is that the Tzaddik is able to divide the thousands into hundreds, is able to revive the dead. He also understands the concept of death. One who does not know this, one who does not know how to divide these lights, also does not know why he is now happy. Why he was? Why he is now happy? Rabbeinu is going to go on a list of things which a person does not know if he does not know this. Um, if he does not have this strength, does not know this idea about how to um, take the thousand lights into uh, and to divide into small portions, so that those who are at a small level can accept it little by little. Rabbeinu says, "You first, first off, you do not know why you are now happy. Second, uh, second, uh, second thing, you do not know the unity. You do not know the unification of what of what we say in the second um, when we say in, in the Shema. We say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokim, and then we follow up with a phrase, which is not in the Torah, but it actually it is the trend, uh, it is the uh, what the Talgum Yonatan writes on the Shema." On the verse of the first line of Shema, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokim, Hashem Echad, Tagum Yonatan writes, "Ba'uch Shem Kevul Machotol Elam Ba'ed." And Rabenu says, "This unity, this lower unification, Ba'uch Shem Kevul Machotol Elam Ba'ed." You do not know unless you you know um, how to divide divide these lights into smaller portions, into the hundreds. What is Ba'uch Shem Kevul Machotol Elam Ba'ed? It's what we call in the Torah the lower unification, the Shema Yisrael, the first line, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokim, Hashem Echad. This represents the um, um, the upper unification, the lower unification is and therefore one who does not know how to divide these lights does not know the true unity of this saying, this, of this uh, phrase. Blessed is the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. You also don't know what a savory pudding is. What does that mean? To understand this idea of the savory pudding, you also have to understand what is brought down in uh, the Gemara Psachim. What's the story? There was once a princess who smelled a, a pudding that was made by the lower class people. Tomar. The Gemara says, if she asks for that pudding, if she wants to eat it, she's disgraced. Why? Because she's asking for a lower class food. And she's of course exposed to all these, these this great lux, luxurious food, these delicacies that of course isn't... <laughs> That of course isn't a savory pudding, like a shepherd's pie. Lotomal, if she does not ask for it, she has pain. Why? Because she wants it. She likes that food. So what happens? Her servants essentially bring it to her quietly under the table while nobody knows. This is the only way to um, minimize the embarrassment while also being able to enjoy. And so Rabenu brings it, this idea that a person doesn't know what this inyan of the savory pudding is, meaning this parable. Um, unless you know um, what do you call it, how to divide this light. You also don't know the combination of letters of the first part of the word Chashman. Chash is brought down the Gemara Chagiga, page 13a. Also, Rabbeinu brings it down the Kutemora in lesson 19, also in lesson um, 82. That's the Inyan of Chashman is a play on words. Brought down the Gemara Chagiga, Chashman is a play on the words Chash and Man. Mal means to speak. As we say, speaking spirit. Mal means to speak, chash means silence. It's silently speaking. It's a very unique idea, very esoteric concept. But the Rabbanu says, if you do not know 
This idea of how to divide light, you also do not know the concept of the silent part within this Inyan of Chashmar. You also don't know the Klipat Noga, you also don't know the level of Noga, you don't know the secrets behind this idea of Noga, you don't know the essence of Noga. Noga is a level, as brought down in the vision of Yechezkel, when Yechezkel did Maasim Yachava, whenever he ascended up the chariot, the divine chariot, as brought down in, um, in Yechezkel chapter 1, uh, verse 4, it says over there, Noga lo saviv. A brightness, a glow was surrounding it. This brightness or glow represents the fourth, la- uh, the fourth level uh, from holiness. Essentially, there's three levels of holiness. There's a level right under that, which is Klipat Noga, which is half evil and half holy. And then right under Noga is all the evil levels. Essentially, Klipat Noga is half evil, half good. And Rabenu teaches us in lesson 19 that a person's entire task is to transform that level into good because, of course, all the evil levels below Klipat Noga, below this neutral level, receive nourishment from Klipat Noga. So the main thing is to ensure that Klipat Noga is only there to be able to, to, be, uh, to separate holiness, to make a true separation of holiness and impurity, to make sure that these evil levels cannot nourish themselves from the holy levels. So the main goal is to essentially draw Klipat Noga into holiness so that uh, the evil realms do not grasp onto Kedusha. How do we do this? Rabenu says on Friday afternoon, what do we do? We take a hot shower, we go to the mikveh, and we cut our nails. These three things, and of course Shnai Mikra, when we read Shnai Mikra. And what is Shnai Mikra? Shnai Mikra is the idea that you read the parasha twice in the actual language of the, of the Torah, in Nashon Kodesh, and then you read it once in the Aramaic translation. And by doing this, you draw Klipat Noga, because Noga represents the language of Aramaic, and you draw it into holiness, so that um, Aramaic, which is of course this level um, which the evil Klipot can draw nourishment through, it's not they draw nourishment from it, but they draw nourishment through it, that... Um, they cannot no longer reach this level, they can no longer grasp this level because uh, there's a fire that surrounds this level and protects it, of course, from uh, the levels of, uh, that protects it from the klipot and makes sure that these evil realms cannot um, nourish themselves off the holy light of the above levels. So, Rabbanu said, you do not know the secret unless you know this idea of dividing light. Um, you also don't know the, the workings, the meaning of the divine chariot, of the ascending of the divine chariot, as is brought down this inyan of this, uh, this Kabbalistic um, uh, ascent that a person can go through with his soul. Um, a person, of course, does not know this. This is very deep stuff. It's all brought down in Gemara Chagiga, this idea that only one in a generation knows this inyan of Ma'asim HaKava. And um, Rabbeinu says, you do not know this inyan, you do not know the workings of the divine chariot unless... Um, you know the secret of dividing light. You also don't know what the covenant is, the Brit Kodesh. You also do not know why people dispute another person. You do not know you don't know why people are disputing you, why people are, are having conflict with you, why people are arguing against you. Mashiach knows this entire subject in its entirety. But the tzaddikim only know this unless they are able to, uh, they only know this under um in the, in the case where they are able to divide the thousands into hundreds. And these tzaddikim, that they, uh, they, have, they are vengeful and vindictive, that are able to divide this light from thousands into hundreds, they become the belt of the Mashiach. The, like the, the waistband of the Mashiach. Because the as we saw earlier in, in last podcast. If you see a Tamid Chacham who is vengeful and vindictive, like a snake, bind him around your waist. 
And now Rabbeinu is praying the word Chogreho. What's Chogreho? Bind him. Meaning that they become a Chagora, a belt to the Mashiach. These Tzadikim who attach themselves to the, uh, what you call these Tzadikim who are Nokem and Oter, who are eventual and vindictive, they become Chogreho. They become bound like a belt to the Mashiach. Uh, become the belt of the Mashiach that says about the Mashiach the belt around his loins shall be righteousness and what does it mean that the belt around his loins around his waist shall be righteousness what is that belt represent what is that righteousness representing Tzedek Ketau Gumo as it brought down if you look at the Unkenus Vihon Tzadika Sechor Sechorle oh my bad um not necessarily, um, it could be the Tagum Yonatan, sorry, Tagum Yonatan, Vihon Tzadikah Sechor Sechorle, that the Tzadikim shall be all around him, that the Tzedek, that Tzedek, that Tzedek, righteousness shall, um, shall be, um, uh, is this belt that surrounds this, the, the Mashiach's loins, what is that righteousness we're talking about, we're talking about the Tzadikim, that these Tzadikim shall be around the Mashiach, Hanubachinat Matin Matin, which is this concept of waiting, waiting, as we see here, by the way, a lot of secrets here um, have to do with uh, the Kavanot of Elul, um, about waiting and Tshuva and all this stuff. Um, Rabbeinu also speaks about this. Um, it's all very, Baruch Hashem, uh, we just started into the Inyan, the month of Elul. And of course, this is all very connected to the Inyan of uh, Lesson 6, that Rabbeinu speaks about the Kavanot of Elul. There's lots of connections here. So Rabbeinu says that this idea is Matin Matin, this is these tzaddikim on the aspect of, or this belt um, around the Mashiach's loins, which essentially are the tzaddikim, um, are the aspect of matin, matin, waiting, waiting. Matin can word motnav. Danu meot, and it's a play on the words meot, hundreds. Meaning those who are able to divide thousands into hundreds are the belt of the Mashiach. And they represent the aspect of matin, matin, waiting, and waiting. Because, of course, you need to have patience to be able to accomplish this task of turning thousands into hundreds. Uh, and these tzaddikim resurrect the lesser tzaddikim. Uh, of course, all these things that we're mentioning are very deep secrets, esoteric ideas that uh, uh, we do not have the merit to understand unless we really purify ourselves and, and you know what I mean? Go from level to level to try to delve into the teachings of the Torah, Tosha, the uh, Shem and of course to pray very hard. So that God willing, we merit to understand what Rabbeinu is talking about here, because of course this is very deep, and uh, who can really find it? Who can really understand it? Siman Tzadik Dalit, lesson ninety-four, small one. Da no, shalom ba'ir, when there's peace in the city, The reason why there's peace in the city is because there's no one with intelligence in that city. Look how incredible Rabbeinu is going to look at this means. Look at the um, the. Um, Look what Rabbeinu really means by this. Look at his intention behind this. Look how he's going to bring a Gemara, um, an incredible Gemara in uh, Yerushalmi Brachot, um, uh, to explain this. What did it say over there? Kim en dat If a person does not have dat, if a person does not have intelligence, dat is like awareness. How can there be distinction? Rabbeinu is saying to make a distinction between something good or something to, to separate something. In general, to make a separation, to create a distinction between something, let's say it's good or evil, or let's say it's the right from the left, whatever it might be. To create any distinction, you need to have that awareness. And of course, this is a sword as to why um, we, read, um, we read the Bracha of Habdalah on the Arvit of Saturday night of Motzeh Shabbat. 
right? When we leave Shabbat, we make Havdalah in the Amidah, we make Havdalah in the Shemona Esrei. And in which bracha? In the bracha of Chonen Hadat, about the subject of that. Why? Because when does a per- how does a person do Havdalah? Only if a person has that. So we make the bracha of that, and as we're making the bracha, we create a separation, because the only way to separate is with that. And of course, this is why Rabbeinu has a beautiful Torah, and this is why a person cannot sleep on Saturday night, uh, why a person has difficulty sleeping on Saturday night, which of course, um, I can tell you, on a personal level, I know many people, we all have this problem. Um, we, we go to bed late and of course it's very difficult to sleep Saturday night. Simply because on Saturday night, in order to create the Havdalah, you need to have that. And that consciousness, awareness is the opposite of sleep. For sleep um, prioritizes the strength of the imagination, not the intelligence. So by sleeping, essentially, you're getting rid of your dat. But because there's been such an illumination of dat on Saturday night, in order to perform the Havdalah, the separation from the Shabbat to the weekday, that is difficult to sleep because your dat is still with you. That's an entire idea. But Rabban was explaining with this idea with Shalom, that well, when there's peace in a city, it's because there's no intelligence. Now Rabban is going to explain this. Why? Because if there's intelligence, if there's no intelligence, how can there be distinction? We say there's the etz hadat It's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. To, to create good and to separate good and evil, you have to have dat. But when there's a man of intelligence in the city, then there's separation. Meaning what? Meaning that there's people that follow this intelligent man and they attach themselves to him. They cleave themselves to him. And of course, with always when. When there's always a person of intelligence, there are others who oppose him. So when there's a man of intelligence, there are people who will be following him, there are people who oppose him, and that intelligence automatically creates a separation and a lack of peace because there's um, argument. So Rabbanu says, if there's no argument in a city, it's because there's no man of intelligence there, there's no Tamit uh, Chacham there, there's nothing there. So, Ba'uch Hashem, Hashem grant us intelligence so that our distinction, or maybe the opposition, should be a Machrok Hashem Shemaim Bizrat Hashem which is even higher than just shallow. That's it for today. God willing, next podcast we do Siman Tzadikei Lesson 95.